John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Squirrel friends, it's me, Alec Mamba. And it's your girl, Lonnie Love. You know what? I just saw you yesterday. <laughs> you did. This is the most we've hung out with each other in the past 10 years. Oh my goodness. You know, Alec, I saw episode one, and so I stayed up all night watching past drag race episodes. And of course, <laughs> I saw episode two. So that's what I've been doing, like, for, you know, the past day. What did you do? Well, listen, you know, it's one thing to watch the episodes. It's another thing to see all of the drag queens in person. And that's what I got to do because I went to DragCon. Oh, my God. Uh, How was DragCon? It was so much fun. Have you ever been? No. And I was supposed to go, but then I got caught up. So I couldn't go. I've been going every year since it's been going on, except since I think this is the first one since the pandemic shut everything down. And how they kick off DragCon is they have this thing called the Queen's Walk. And all of the drag queens who are being featured at this convention walk down the pink carpet. And it was filled. I, you know, I was like, I took my car down and I was like, I don't know if anybody's going to be there. It was so packed. I had to go backstage to find a place where I could like see people go on and off. And I saw Angina, I saw Manila Luzon, I saw Latrice Royale, Pandora Box, Morgan McMichaels. The place went nuts for Latrice Royale. Everybody loves Latrice. When Kennedy Davenport came out, the dancing queen from Texas, everybody just went bananas. And she was in this long, beautiful cape and she just... You know, she did the big reveal and everybody went nuts. It was really fun to be kind of knee deep in the fandom. And all of the season 14 queens were there. I'm talking Willow Pill, Georges, all of them. And to see the fans go bananas, it was like watching the Beatles. Like people were getting emotional, Lonnie. People got so excited. It was really, really fun. I'm glad that you got to go. So now I got to put you to work because we got to talk about episode two. I've been dying to talk about it with you. Now, look, if you're listening and you haven't watched episode two, turn us off because we're talking spoilers because I'm going crazy about this episode. So please go watch episode two, then come back to us because we're giving out spoiler alerts. Let's get right to this. It's probably going to be the only time you'll ever hear Lonnie Love say, stop (laughs) listening to us. (laughs) Like, for sure. Because she cares. You know, because, you know what, this is the thing. You need to look at the episode. We want want our squirrel friends to check out the episodes. Then Mm -hmm. come to us because we all have conversations. We all have opinions about it. But this is the first of its kind because this is the challenge of queens of all queens. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about episode two, which was a phenomenal phenomenal funny episode episode two really raised the bar for everybody and this is going to be the recap to end all recaps because on episode two there was strategy talk because there's a brand new twist of season none of the queens are going home you heard correctly nobody's going home 
That's so exciting to me. Yes. Snatch Game. They twisted up Snatch Game, too. Not only did they have to impersonate celebrities, this time they had to impersonate two. So there's two rounds of Snatch Game that we got to unpack. There was a runway. Um, this time the theme was Pleather Principle. Now, if you never associated Pleather with drag, fasten your seatbelts because this was an unforgettable runway. And of course, we have the lip sync the lip sync for your legacy at the end of this episode and the final twist where one of the queens earns the ability to block another queen from getting a legendary legend star next week. I got to get to it, Alec. This was one of my favorites. This is going to be my favorite episode. I feel exactly the same. Like, (laughs) this is going to be a really hard one to top because it was just, it was so amazing. It's Snatch Game Week. It's great. It's one of my favorites. (laughs) It was really, really good. First of all, let's go over real quick what the prizes are this season on the show because they've really upped the ante. The grand prize is $200,000. Just let that roll around your brain for a second. But they also get bragging rights to be the queen of all queens. Queen of all queens. Because there's no elimination. They've all won Mm -hmm. a competition. And like we said, the twist this season is that no one will be eliminated. No one. You know what? This is the thing. I love this twist because at first, to be honest, I didn't understand it. You know, especially right. even after the first episode. But this second episode, now I'm starting to understand it because now you have to have strategy. I know. And I was really slow. When I first heard this twist, I was like, oh, explain it again. So basically, in order to keep leveling up, you have to be in the top two every week. You have to do everything you can to be in the top two. So even if you don't get a legendary legend star, you still have the ability to block somebody. You Mm -hmm. can still win that ability, and that's important. And the $10,000. Out of all the years that we've had Drag Race, I have never seen something that's so competitive but also strategic, but they're still keeping the fashion. And because they are all winners, Alec, the fashions so far, oh. This unbelievable. This episode unbelievable. 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 So as far as the blocking goes, <laughs> Trinity did get blocked, and Shay explained to Trinity why she blocked her. She was saying that they have the most history competing against each other in this competition, and she knew Trinity could bounce back from the block because she is such a fierce competitor. So she gave her a compliment and then blocked her. <laughs> a black a, a a black-handed a backhanded compliment or a black-handed know, but- compliment i i take one of those but it's kind of like i think that's a good way to play it is like you have you have the most chances of bouncing back from this and so I'm going to block you. I think we're going to find that out. But then this was what what was interesting in episode 2 was that Jinx said that their plan is to block someone who already has a star. Yeah. Yeah. So that would mean that if Jinx ever won, they would either from episode one block Shay or Monet. Yes, because the two people who received stars were Shay and Monet. So in this episode, one of those is going to be blocked by Jinx. If Jinx if wins. Jinx wins. And, the, and what's standing between her and the finish line this week's episode, Snatch Game. Snatch Games are always my favorite episode. Did you watch um, season 14? <laughs> Yes. Yes. 
I felt really bad about that. Have you ever bombed on stage, Lonnie, where you're just kind of like, I'm prepared, I'm ready, and none of this is going to work? Yes, I I <laughs> d- bombed many. I'm bombing right now oh, as we talk. No, you are not. Yes, because we got to take a commercial break because oh, we'll be right back. Oh, rats, we'll be right back. Don't go away. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. <laughs> this snatch game was like a palate cleanser for the last snatch game where everybody bombed. Like everybody <laughs> bombed. They were all up for elimination except for Deja Sky in the last season. My bombing story is I was first starting out in New York City. I was booked at a strip club in New Jersey, in Newark, Lonnie. And this was my introduction from the guy who was hosting the show. Uh, we got a comedian here uh, from Manhattan. I know we haven't had much luck with these lately. Uh, please welcome to stage Alec Mappa. <laughs> oh, these guys just wanted to see strippers. They didn't want to see a comic. I don't know why a comic was booked, I guess, so that the strippers could change. This is a gay club, by the way. And I bombed. They call it flop sweat for a reason. I left the stage and I was drenched. <laughs> Oh my goodness. You know what, Alec? We've all been there doing shows that we shouldn't have to do. But early on, you know, when you need the money, I did something. It was called Puppetry of the Penis. Oh, gosh. And it was two guys from Australia mm-hmm. and they would be naked and they would, um, and this was an actual show. Yeah. And they would do things with their penis and do different shapes and stuff. Like origami. They would like kind of fold yeah. it into things. Yeah. Okay. And I had to open for them. <laughs> It was the worst. The worst. The worst. But I needed the money. I so I love that right after me. Puppetry of the penis. Please give yes. us huge Definitely. hand. These Definitely. girls did not bomb this week. They were all incredible. This is going to be the best snatch game that ever was. Well, you know what I loved about it, Allie, is that it was not just one celebrity. It was two celebrities that they had to mm-hmm. actually do. They had I to, thought that was unique. That was unique. This setup kind of reminds me of Bob the Drag Queen because he was the first queen on the show to do two characters during Snatch Game. He did Carol Channing and Uzo Aduba from Orange is the New Black, which was just incredible. So in this Snatch Game, they had to do two celebrities. The Snatch Game contestants were Ross and Michelle. They hired inside. I mentioned on the last episode that I was on the very first Snatch Game. I was very shy of Rue. I was very conscious of Rue working. And I, I didn't want to bother them. I was just kind of like <laughs> off to the side. I just waved. And But the first time I was so shy. When did you meet RuPaul for the first time? Oh, I met RuPaul many years ago. He came on The Reel. Um, oh. We were still doing The Reel. And he came on the first season. One thing I will say about Mr. RuPaul mm-hmm. is that he will come and support yeah. And he's always been so supportive of everything that I've ever done. If I need him to come on, when I guest, ho- when I guest hosted Ellen, 
he was one of my guests. Oh, and, isn't that great? Oh, I just I just love RuPaul. Yeah. And so once you meet him, you see that he's so cool, he's so calm. Right. But he loves a good joke. He yeah. loves a really yeah. good, yeah. good joke. Great so. big laugher. In this snatch game, there's two rounds. There were two yes. rounds. And the characters they came up with were pretty amazing. The first one up was Monet Exchange's Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. That was pretty funny. <laughs> That was classic. Yeah. And yeah. it was a, a real Mike Tyson where Monet even had a rubber ear that <laughs> that the queen was just eating on. And I like I thought that was so classic. Also, Raja was Madam. Yeah. I loved Raja as Madam because she even she reminded you that she was a puppet because she had the sticks hanging. She had the rods on her hands attached yes. to her wrists, and then she had a prosthetic face on. And had jokes, was ready to go. And I don't think anybody saw that coming because in Raja's season, although she won, her snatch game, she had done Tyra Banks and she was good. But this was like next level Raja. You know, this was like, oh my gosh. But see, Raja is of the fashion world. Yeah. we expected, I thought maybe she would be uh, maybe Donatella Versace or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But no, she wanted to do something totally different. And for th- that first character, it really, really worked. It was so funny. The Vivian uh, was Joanna Lumley from Absolutely Fabulous. So she had her down to a T. She had the Ivanka Trump beehive and the cocktail yes. and the cigarette hanging out of her mouth. She was hysterical. Trinity the Tuck. I'm going to oh. let you get this one. My favorite, Trinity the Tuck, was Satan, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Lucy. And what I loved about it, Allie, the minute RuPaul said hello, she said, hey, girl. (laughs) (laughs) And she had little lacelet gloves. And she was like, hey, girl. And she was just the biggest queen, but as Satan. But she had like a prosthetic body, like mm-hmm. kind of like uh, Tim Curry in the movie Legend. And, mm-hmm. and she had blacked out contact lenses. It was mm-hmm. this elaborate thing, but she was like the sweetest, funniest queen. I just thought a very that was... fashionable Lucy. It was okay. genius. It was genius. <laughs> Next up, we have Jinx as Natasha Leon. What did you think? Because it was spot on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had her smoking a cigarette. Yeah. She was doing the jokes. She was just a perfect impression. Spot on. Yeah. And she had the wig. She had the wig shape. And and, and she had like this kind of New York accent. And like, the thing is like, Natasha Leone is a, a young actress who sounds like an old lady when she <laughs> speaks. And she got that down. And the thing is like, when I'm watching Snatch Game, it doesn't matter if your impression is good. You have to be funny. Yes. You can look like somebody and sound like them, but if there are no jokes, then you're screwed. You remember season 13 when Simone was Harriet Tubman. Yes. First of all, it was hysterical. It was so funny. But the jokes. I mean, you are so right. (laughs) Yeah. You cannot do Harriet Tubman and do it seriously. She rose up like she was running away still. And she's like, too many white people around here. Hysterical. <laughs> she hysterical. was at DragCon. Very exciting to see her. But again, you know, you have to have the jokes. So like when somebody does Beyonce or Mariah Carey, I'm like, kiss of death. It's like, you're not picking somebody funny. Mm. You know, it's kind of like if Beyonce was known for being funny and you could go and tell a bunch of jokes as Beyonce, it just never seems to work. Yeah. Or you, you can't be afraid to go there and make Beyonce funny. 
You right. know what I mean? Right. So it's like you got to be able to go there. And that's what Jinx did with Natasha Leon made her funny. And, you know, it just worked. Yeah, it just really worked. Uh, Evie Oddly was Rico Nasty. Okay, you have to explain the next two to me because I don't get out much. <laughs> this is like a YouTuber or something. I'm too old. Who yes. is she? Rico Nasty is a is a YouTuber that's very, very popular. Okay. What does she do? What does she like sell stuff? Does she do I think she's a rapper. Okay. Um that's why she's Rico Nasty. And so that's what she was trying to do with the body language okay. and things like that. So So you what know what is. Rico Nasty's supposed to sound like. Yeah, but it you know, I would have picked something else. Yeah. Sometimes you can go too popular. Right. Do something that's a little more into the wheelhouse for everyone. Right. So that everybody can get it. Yeah. You know, so I think it was a little too much. I'm playing the TikToker that fell off of the treadmill. <laughs> it's like, Mike. yeah, I don't know who that is. And then uh, Shay was Elsa Majimbo. Who is another? Is she another YouTube person? I'm like such an old lady at this point. She, no, no, I literally did not know who Elsa was. Yeah, and I. I still don't know. I still don't know. <laughs> Elsa Majimbo. Well, wherever Elsa Majimbo is, I'm sure she was she was uh, flattered to be immortalized on Drag Race. And then, last but not least, Jada Essence Hall as Prince. Oh my God, was he so cute? Very cute. As a boy, like, I have such a crush on him this season. And then when I saw him as Prince, I was like, I love you. (laughs) But actually, Michelle made a point at the judges panel afterwards. Yeah. Looking back at Jada as Prince and said, actually... He would have did better as Eddie Murphy from Dreamgirls. Right, right. I thought that was very interesting because at a certain point, Jada kind of like just knew that she wasn't hitting the actual impression. Right, right. So it became even funnier because he wasn't hitting the impression. Yeah, it's kind of that thing of like you can win over an audience when something's not going well, when you acknowledge that it's not going well. And she did that and it was hysterical and just ended up kind of leaning back and hanging out as Prince. Yes. So funny and so cute. And every time they go to his boy confessional, I go turn to my husband. I'm like, he is adorable. Adorable. I I have a little crush this season on Jada Essence Hall. So the (laughs) next round after that, everybody killing it in that round, they come back for round two. And Mm. uh, the Vivian was first up as Catherine Tate. Do you know who that is? No. Okay. She is like... She's like Tracy Ullman in London. She does all these characters. And one of her characters' names is Nan. And she's this old Cockney grandmother who's really kind of foul and foul-mouthed and hilarious. And Vivian got her exactly. Oh, wow. What do you think of the next one? Evie Oddly is the boogeyman. (laughs) I thought it was a nice take. (laughs) Me too. Uh Because we don't know what the boogeyman... I mean, we, we imagine that the boogeyman is big and scary. Yeah, yeah. But she made the boogeyman, like funny and sexy yeah, yeah sexy from from a black exploitation film like there was a black exploitation film i saw when i was a kid that was my favorite called black belt jones oh, oh yeah do you remember that one no remember blackula that's who i blackula. thought yeah remember, yeah oh, like black. the black dracula oh my god have you watched that movie recently 
It's yeah. so good. <laughs> so funny. It's so good. It kind of circles to bad. Like it becomes so bad that it's amazing. So he was like a black exploitation character. He had a big afro and he was sexy. He kind mm-hmm. of reminded me of Easy Reader from the Electric Company. Do you remember that oh. uh, character that Morgan Freeman used to do? I yes. thought he was so cute. And Ross had said during the critique that if I'd known the boogeyman was like that, if I had that under my bed, <laughs> I wouldn't have been scared. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. That was funny. Then we had Trinity the Tuck as Leslie Jordan. Oh One God. of my favorite. Let me tell you, Leslie Jordan is the nicest person. Mm-hmm. Very funny. I yeah. love all his little IG things called Pillow Talk. Pillow yeah. Talk with <laughs> Leslie Jordan. <laughs> and Trinity got Leslie Jordan down. Like, yeah. with the height, had the legs. It, it was it was just great. And the jokes. Yeah, and really the jokes good. right away. Trinity's first joke was, my mama had a C-section, so this is the closest I'm ever going to get to a snatch. <laughs> I love Leslie. I see Leslie in airports. We cross paths at airports. And one time I, I saw Leslie at the baggage claim and I said, um, I loved you in the help. You know, in that scene where they're all at the party. I said, where'd the cartwheel come from? She goes, I had to do something to steal the spotlight from those bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie Jordan, if you guys don't follow him, has the best stories, the best Hollywood yeah. stories, because he's been in Hollywood and working for so long. Forever. He's just the best. Forever. So. And dirty stories. Oh, I'll tell one before this hour's up. Jada Essence Hall was the Lady Chablis from the novel and the film Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Here again, it needs to be funny, because if you notice, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see a lot from... Lady Chablis. No. I didn't see a lot. So it's better to show the good than to show somebody bombing. Right. And the Lady Chablis had so many catchphrases. One of her big catchphrases whenever you talked about your problems, she would say, uh, two tears in a bucket. Motherfuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. Oh, Raja came out as Diana Vreeland, who was the editor of Vogue before Anna Winter in the 60s and the 50s and the 70s and did prosthetic makeup and looked just like her. And that was the fashion. I knew mm-hmm. that Raja would bring a fashion person and that that was really good. Mm-hmm. We also had Shay as Miss J. Alexander. Right. A perfect uh, look um, with the hair. Yeah. I love Jay Alexander. Have you had Jay on your show? Was yes. Jay ever on the reel? Yeah. Yes. And I He's party fun. with Miss Jay Alexander. Yeah. Miss Jay Alexander loves the party. Yeah. It's a good time with Miss Jay. Yeah. Um, Monet was Martin Lawrence Shanene. Yes. I thought that was really fun. Had the nails, the right. hair. Right. Very, very funny. You know? Yeah. Shanene's a good jumping off point because you can just behave as her. I mean, you still have to come up with the jokes. And Monet was pretty good at staying in character the whole time. Definitely. But our favorite, I think, is this last one. (sighs) Jinx Monsoon as Judy Garland. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ross Matthews said this was a masterclass in Snatch Game, and I agree. She could have just taken over the entire show. Yes. And kind of yes. did. I mean, <laughs> I felt like I was watching A Stars Born and The Wizard of Oz yeah. all on RuPaul's Drag Race. Right. I mean, right. just down. And just jo- down. And again, jokes right away. She's like, I- I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be anywhere because I've been dead for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> and she even referred to a guest in season 
five oh, that God. actually the participant said that he may have killed Judy Garland. <laughs> and then so she brought it back. So it was a callback, which in comedy, a callback is classic. It's classic. And for her to be able to do that was just awesome. And then she kept taking out the microphone. Oh, that was and, so funny. And, and then she'd go, and go, is this my camera? <laughs> red hair just kept flopping and it was just like it was you could so see. good oh, oh it was so good oh and then she said um do you want to hear a filthy story because i have a filthy story and then she said frank sinatra's penis was so long and they went how long was it, it was i was snorting coke off of it and halfway through i had to stop to catch my breath <laughs> we were like what That she had that up her sleeve to tell a, a, a dick joke as Judy Garland. I was like, she's, that's, that's how you become legendary. Nobody's I ever going to forget that. This is going to go down as one of the legendary snatch games. And it's because we have all legends. They proved it. And I just enjoyed it so much. Yeah. We'll be right back. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back. That was an amazing snatch game. But now, it's time for the runway. It's the runway challenge, which is always my favorite because that's when RuPaul makes her big entrance. And this one, I... She wore a platinum silver wig, which I don't think I've seen her really do. I've seen her in white wigs, but this was like a whole metallic outfit. She had a ruffle all up over her decolletage, a really skinny waist that was in like a... Snatched. 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 And there was like a weird kind of hem, but everything worked. Everything worked. I mean, it looked so feminine and so lovely. Mm -hmm. Um, And the makeup, everything, it was really a beautiful runway look. I just just love the runway look. And our guest judge was... Daphne Guinness. Now, for the people who don't know Daphne Guinness, she's a socialite in London. And if you've enjoyed Schitt's Creek and the outfits that Catherine O'Hara wears on Schitt's Creek, she based Moira Rose's look on Daphne Guinness. Mm-hmm. Because Daphne Guinness is a socialite in London. She was dear friends with Alexander McQueen. So she went out dressed like that all the time. She never leaves the house without looking amazing. Well, I mean, I need to take some tips because you see <laughs> when I go out looking like, <laughs> like, come on, Daphne, I need some help. You know, I love the runway category. It was the pleather principle. The pleather principle. Now, Remember when you were growing up, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, pleather, the kids always made fun of us when we would wear pleather because it wasn't real leather. leather. Mm-hmm. 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 I remember it, that. That was always the upholstery in the economy car. <laughs> 
nice cars had fine Corinthian leather, and the rental cars we usually ended up with had pleather. But in this one, in this runway challenge, they just elevated it. Monet Exchange came out in a brown pleather dress that had kind of a, a breastplate and that went into a waist and that had abs. It looked like abs on the outside. That was fire. That yeah. dress that Monet had was ultimately fire, long, elegant. It matched her skin tone mm. beautifully. You know, it even had the pleats coming out. It was just yeah. a wonderful dress. And that giant pleather bow in the front, to me, oh. is like, in real life, that would be too much. But on a drag queen, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, it's absolutely perfect. And even Rue was like, loved the color choice. She said it was unexpectedly elegant. Evie Oddly came out as an anime character with yes. an inflatable wig. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was genius. It was just awesome. I yeah. loved it. I loved it. It was colorful. It was it really rang true to, you know, her character. Right. And I just love that. Right. It very on brand. Very on uh the Evie Oddly brand. Raja came out in a pleather outfit that was like a really elevated hooker. <laughs> <laughs> I would say David Bowie, but yeah. okay, elevated hooker, I yeah. take that too. Like like you know? a really elegant hooker. I mean, she has well, there's a lot going on. She has this big red pleather trench coat that is shiny. It's 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 very shiny and it has all these ruffles and then she had a pleather snakeskin mini dress. And then over her, like, uh, crotch area is an exposed red pocket that looks very provocative. It's yes. kind of like, wow. And then, and then she has uh, nude stockings. And then she did a metallic lace going up oh, and with definitely. these red platform shoes. And again, this is her talent because I couldn't put this together in a million years. But Raja is about fashion. Mm -hmm. So we expect nonetheless something fashionable, but also creative. Yeah. And so elevated hooker look mm -hmm. or AKA David Bowie is great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like you're right, but this could walk down to Paris fashion runway and people would be like, right, that's what it is. Next up, we have Trinity the Tuck. She came out in a puffer jacket. <laughs> it was so cute. It was a puffer jacket with suspenders and garters and a side pony. I loved it. I uh -huh. love the whole, I love the colors. It reminded me of cotton candy and, mm -hmm. uh -huh. and, and unicorns. And, yeah. You know, and she did make the comment that she's not going to be showing all of her body. She's going to be a little more covered up. But then you turn around, you see that perfect ass her that perfect she has. Ass. And it's just like, it just really, really worked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And she knows herself. She knows her brand. She knows her body. And what I love about her in addition to the variety that she brings, is every one of her runways has a story. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Where yeah. the faces that she makes and the mood that she presents, I mean, she's top-notch. Definitely. The Vivian came out in a beautiful red pleather outfit with really big shoulder pads, like yeah. humongous right. shoulder pads. Yeah, they were about three feet. Hat. They were like yeah. three feet out, and she looked like a really elegant soldier <laughs> in drag. It was beautiful. Those shoes, she had red platform boots, but the platform on them, Lonnie, looked to be at least six inches. How? How do you guys walk? Uh, I can't do that. I can't walk in yeah. stilettos. I can't walk in platforms. I will fall. Yeah. And if I fall, the show's over. <laughs> <laughs> I wore I wore heels to DragCon once 
And there's a lot of walking because it's at the Los Angeles Convention yes. Center. And I was like, never again. This was not enjoyable. Okay. Oh, Jinx Monsoon came oh. out in a pleather outfit that looks like it was like from a Western, like from the 1800s. It had a bustle. It had a corset. It had matching bows. It, it was like in a pink and mint And it had a peplum. It was an outfit from the 1800s that somebody said Scarlett O'Hara would wear, like post-Civil War. Amazing. You know, I looked at it as like the fairy godmother, Mm -hmm. like an an elevated fairy godmother. I thought she looked so beautiful. Right. And to to make it pleather. I mean, let's shout out pleather now. I mean, you know, (laughs) it's just, it's, it's gone so many places since I was a kid. Right. And now it's hot again because of these Queens. Um, what I love about Jinx is if you were a fan of hers for season five, her makeup and her style is so elevated. I mean, she got by into her season and won her season because of her talent, but it was really kind of like beginning drag. Like, it was her best drag, but her Mm -hmm. drag now is, like, next level. It's unbelievable. Well, now she's the fairy pleather godmother. (laughs) Fairy pleather godmother. (laughs) Jada Essence Hall came out looking like Jada Pinkett Smith from The Matrix. She had the pleather pants that came in in that tiny, tiny waist of hers. She had the pleather trench coat that was lined with a brown satin lining. Oh, she has this cool pleather top that almost looks like brown crocodile. And her hair was in those Bantu knots that I love. I love Bantu knots. And she just slayed this outfit. It was so beautiful. And it's something that you want to rock in. Yeah. You know. Have you ever done Bantu knots? Yes. I do them all the time. Really? And it's so wonderful. I love Bantu knots. I was trying to see what I was like is this a wig? It's a wig. But I was like how does that work? Like it just looks so real. It looked like real, real hair. Well, no, because they've elevated wig making so that you can have braids, but it can be a wig. And all they do is they just have like a clear scalp. Uh, the wig, the wig cap is yeah. clear, so it looks mm-hmm. like your. And then they put the knots, and it, you just put it on, and it looks just like it's uh, you know coming out uh, of your head. The one it reminded me she's doing so many great black hair looks this season, and it reminded me of all the great black hair looks that Simone brought in. On her season. I just love black hair. Okay. Oh. And Shea Coulee came out last but not least in a white pleather Catwoman outfit. Now, you know, usually a Catwoman is all dressed in black, but she did this all in white. I loved it. And she had bad girl, in other Mm. words, all on the cat suit. And this was something that was unique and different, and it was sexy. Yeah. And it's pleather. I'm like, okay, yeah. Shay, yeah. get it, get it. And so specific. I mean, it looks like it would take a while to put on. And I kind of love on the show how you see the queens getting ready in terms of their makeup, but you never see them putting yes. on wigs or their outfits. Or getting dressed. It's always a big no. reveal on the runway. And that's what we wait for. That's the reason why we love it. We wait to see RuPaul's look. Then we see the other runway looks. And then we hear what the judges mm-hmm. have to say. The top two of the week. Okay, first of all, who did you think would okay. be the top um, two? I knew that I had a top three. And my top three was Raja, Trinity, mm-hmm. and Jinx. Definitely. Yeah. We're the same. And also, We're I the thought same. that... There were other, but there was things about the other contestants, and this is why I like that nobody's being eliminated. All of them brought something really, really funny. Uh, Monet mm-hmm. exchanged Mike Tyson. All of a sudden, Mike Tyson became really cute. 
<laughs> he made yes. Mike Tyson cute. I love the boogeyman. He was really, really sexy. And uh, Jada Essence Hall just cracked me up just sitting there as Prince. Well, this is the thing. The reason why, and this is the thing that I've learned being a judge four times in one season mm-hmm. Is one day, like one week, you have a favorite. Right. And then a challenge comes along that changes your whole perspective of all the other ones. Oh. So that's the reason why this All Stars is so genius because no one's going to get eliminated and you're going to see challenges that, okay, like we all know that Jinx is great, uh-huh. but next week, Jinx could be on the bottom. She could be in the bottom. Because it's going to be something different. Right. That's why you have to keep watching. Because I'm like, I'm always fascinated. And I learned that. Yeah. All, I learned all that. All the girls have different strengths. Yes. And I remember when they did the group challenge, I was like, each and every one of these girls are entertainers. And they're mm-hmm. all good. And none of them are doing the same thing. Right. You know, you're right. not going to see at a Jada Essence Hall show what you're going to see at a Jinx Monsoon show. Yes. Okay, so who were the top two of the week, Lonnie? It was Trinity the Tuck and Jinx Monsoon, mm. who we thought. And so that meant that Jinx wins a Legends star. Trinity was blocked from last week, so she doesn't get a star, but she could compete to win the money. And she could win the money, and if she wins... She can block somebody. She could block someone. Right, right, yes. right. So they lip sync to the song, one of my favorites, Adele, Rumor Has It. So good. And you know what? I thought the lip sync was different because they both were comical yeah. during the lip sync. Yeah. The faces, the movements. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. And it, they made it really, really funny. They were both funny. Like in, in previous seasons, like when Ben De La Creme did Anaconda against Aja. Aja was taking the song completely seriously and Ben De La Creme was just hilarious and ended up winning the lip sync because she stole all the focus. Who did you like most? Um, I liked both of them a lot, but they weren't doing the same things. And Jinx, Jinx for me, was living the whole song. <laughs> yes. Yes. She was living the whole song. And that is why the winner was Jinx Monsoon. She ended up winning. She won a cash tip of $10,000 and the power to block a fellow contestant from winning a legendary legend star for episode three. That's going to come up next week. And you get this platinum right, plunger. Right. It's a blinged out plunger. <laughs> um, and I was afraid. She yeah. blocked Shea Coulee. She kept her promise. Yeah. She said in, at the beginning of the episode that she was going to block someone that had the star. And it was funny because she went over to Monet and Monet was like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's great. It's kind of like you get to respond to somebody who's responsible for blocking your way. But I think that's what's going to happen moving forward is like, I would do that. I would yeah. block anybody who has a star because, you know, winning another one is going to be the hardest thing for Definitely. all eight of these contestants. And you know what? I think that um, this was great to see Jinx win mm-hmm. because she deserved it. That Judy Garland was great. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. All right, Lonnie Love, I got a couple questions for you. Okay. What was your favorite moment from the show and who was your favorite queen in this episode? Oh, come on. It Easily. Snatch game. That was the <laughs> best snatch game that I've seen because the past couple of snatch games been kind of like, I mean, as a kind I'm just, you know, from a comics point of view, it's just like, you know, a lot of bombing was happening and right. people weren't good. This one, nonstop laughs. 
you know, they only they only cut to the last, which I thought was great. So that was my favorite moment of the whole entire episode. What about mm-hmm. you? Well, listen, hands down, this was probably the best Snatch Game ever. Because it was all killer, no filler, nobody bombed, everybody did a great job. And Jinx Monsoon turned it into performance art. Oh. She took it to a whole new level. When she said, is this my camera? And started singing <laughs> RuPaul songs, Don't Be Jealous of My Boogie, as Judy Garland. It was like somebody had me in a headlock and I was about to pass out. And I was like, uncle, you win. You you won. I kept watching so, it over and over and over. Yeah, me too. You know, and so that's why she's my favorite queen of the episode of the episode i would have to say you know i actually i have to tie i have to tie her and trinity the tuck just great characters very funny very committed Mm -hmm. that's what comedy is about is about the commitment and making you forget who they are it was just awesome so i would have to say a tie between trinity and jinx as my favorite what about you I would have to agree with you on all fronts, but I think we would be remiss if we did not have an honorable mention for Raja as Madam. Ah, yes, (laughs) yes. She made a whole puppet face, (laughs) and then she had rods on her arms to remind you (laughs) that she was a puppet. And she had the jokes, she had the looks, it was absolutely amazing. And then she came on and did Diana Vreeland and completely rendered herself unrecognizable so as much as i love uh jinx and trinity and i I agree with them being in the top two i think that raja also smashed it it was a great episode i'm gonna go back and watch it again all right lonnie last week we placed our bets our manny petty bet yes the loser has to buy the other manny petty and you put your money on raja and i put my money on shea kool-aid now after snatch game have you changed your mind Mm, you know i have Now it's Jinx. You're going to put all your money on Jinx. I'm also a comic. So I love comedy. Comedy is hard. I don't think people appreciate it enough. And what I saw, what Jinx did, Jinx. mm. Yeah, yeah. As a comic, as a funny person, if that went on before me, I'd be backstage going, God damn it. (laughs) I have to go out after that. Are you kidding me? I got to change my bet to Jinx. What about you? Okay, if that's allowed, then I'm changing my bet to Trinity because Trinity killed it as Lucy and as Leslie Jordan. For Lucy and Leslie, my bet is now on Trinity. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see about next week. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Who knows? Next week it may change. It, it could be anybody's game. <sighs> Lonnie Love, where can people find you on your socials, Lonnie? You can catch me at Comic Lonnie Love on Instagram or at Lonnie Love on Twitter. How about you? You can find me at Alec Mappa on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me. I'm so much fun. Now, if you like you this episode, thank you. If you like this episode, rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and tell a friend. And catch new episodes of All Stars Season 7 on Paramount Plus and on Wow Presents Plus in the UK. All right, Squirrel Friends, we'll see you next time for an all new episode of Squirrel Friends, the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. See you then. See you soon. 
John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.